Welcome to The Good, The Rad, and The Spooky, where we talk about everything slicey, dicey, and enticey. I'm Connor. I'm Vale. And today, we scrimming. Oh lord, we scrimming. Oh, we've, <laughs> we've got, got a couple plenty of, of reasons to scrim each day, but our source oh. material today is a little extra reason to scrim. Gosh, do um, we ever have a reason to scrim? If there was we... ever a time yeah. to scrim. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, but, uh, sorry, I should have brought this up before we started recording. Before oh, sure. uh, we give it our good red synopsis, did you hear about like all that crazy stuff that was happening in Hollywood last night? What? No. Speaking of... Speaking of like this kind of thing, yeah, Things there was um, yeah, there was an actress that got like straight up stabbed. Oh, oh, it was, um, oh my, I know, I know, what? it was uh, uh Poor oh honey. shoot, what was her name? It was Reese with oh my gosh, without her spoon? No, 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 no. Re- actress stabbed last night. Reese Hollywood. What, what is her last name? Well, there's Witherspoon, but no, it was with a knife. <laughs> That's my good rad synopsis. <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, yeah! <laughs> you got me. Get it because like the like, first scene. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Drew Barrymore. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, no, it was it was with a knife. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my good rad synopsis. I don't know if you have one for us. No, I don't. I listen, I listen, I don't know how to follow that up, so. <laughs> In case we haven't made it uh, glaringly obvious with the, the oh, Lord, we scream it. We're talking about Scream. Yeah. We're talking about 1996 West Craven Scream. Yeah. It's a, uh, wow. You know what made me laugh just a little bit when rewatching it this time around was how like astral the dialogue is <laughs> how astral punched i got to like fall in halloween time uh-huh. like i mean like i put it on mm, and within yeah. the first couple seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like it's october now uh so there's <laughs> something kind of synonymous there i think for me with halloween and with scrim i mean like i remember being in school in like elementary school and the ghost face killer masks were like oh all yeah the they're rage. everywhere everywhere I don't know why. It's like, were any of these kids actually watching Scream? Like, where did they get this idea from? I should have done research on Beats that. Beats me, Whoa. but yeah, I, I, I doubt I doubt these small children knew the source material as well as uh, we now do, having viewed it. Yeah. And, well, I, I'd hope not, but yeah, we've got uh, Ghostface is, is kind of the featured killer of this flick, and he is one of, I'd say, one of horror's most iconic villains. Oh, yeah, uh, and I, for sure. Yeah, I, I say that uh, one part in recognizability and another part just in uh, he's a playable villain in Dead by Daylight. So that's how you know <laughs> he's uh, a big, that's how you know you made big it. monster boy. That's how you uh-huh. know you made it. If your monster made it into Dead by Daylight, well, you have a licensed property on your hands. Congratulations. Oh. Um, All right. So we're talking well, about Scream, the ghost scream. face. Which is a, uh, it's it's as definitively slasher as slasher gets. Uh, oh, there's a lot of blood. Thing. 
there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of knife. There's a lot of knife happening mm. as well. For Blood, sure. knife, corn syrup, both uh, real and so fake. So good. Some yeah, people it's... die even like three times. Uh, yeah, which, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> taking some liberties there, Craven. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of, ah, fooled you uh, in this movie. And that adds a little bit to the campiness, but at the same time, I feel like that's what gave it so many, like, twists and turns. And, well, um, in, in the same vein as, like, how delicious April Fool's was with it mm-hmm. being low stakes and whatnot, yeah. I feel like Scream is delicious because of how self-referential it is. Because, yes. one, you can enjoy it without knowing the horror genre in general. You can, mm-hmm. you can get into it without being apprised of the tropes. But if you are apprised of the tropes, you get to kind of giggle along with the rest of them of just like, mm-hmm. I know that. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of I fun. Will say, yeah. It's, there's some very, very smart visual things they're doing while specifically, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll get to it, but like when Randy's kind of going off about his horror movie rules. And oh, stuff like yeah. That. And, well, that's the iconic oh, so fun. bit, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So I, yeah. for those of you who don't know, Scream is, I think, most iconically remembered for being self-referential. Wes Craven, <laughs> the director, decided to take all the rules, basically, that, that we've decided are the rules for horror. Mm-hmm. These are the things that have to happen in a horror this is how you know you're in a horror film uh and and make a an entire movie based on those rules <laughs> and and having to adhere slightly to those rules and that's what i think is so fascinating about this movie well maybe not the only reason but one of the things that i really <laughs> really like about this movie is the fact that it breaks a yeah. lot of those rules as well it does it does which is fun because wes craven himself was kind of one of the front men in the 90s of horror and, and oh, of yeah. like this genre like it very it, it is all very self-referential and very meta but it's cool to see it from somebody who clearly on the flip uh the flip side of the coin also very much knows what they're doing with this horror exactly um, yes i think that's one of the reasons why it it it, it flips so well to that more on the nose kind of feeling um but do you wanna do you wanna dive into that story? Let's talk Let's synopsis a little bit. Let's do cool. this because it's it's um, not your normal slasher. Because you know, last time no. when we talked about April Fools, we were like, uh, it's a slasher. You can just kind of pick your way through yeah. it. Boy one dies. Uh, boy everyone three dies. gets away. Yeah. Girl two dies. There's blah, an blah, actual blah, blah, blah. plot in this one. We're gonna actually there have is. to retell there's some story. Of, there's a lot of subtext and B plots kind of spinning, and it's uh, it's it's fun. Um, so we, we start off with, uh, as was aforementioned by, by Vale in my Goodrad synopsis, we Ugh. start off with Drew Barrymore, uh, yeah. just spending the evening in. She's having a nice night to herself. Um, she gets a phone call and yeah. it's a little sketch. And this, uh, this caller is saying things like, are you alone? Uh, do you have a boyfriend? All these things that at first she deems pretty harmless, um, but as, you know, we know, it's not good. It's not a good thing. Uh, So the phone call becomes more and more nefarious, starting to say things like, uh, like I'm watching you, or or he refers to her as Blondie, which he hadn't brought up before, but he knows, like, the color of her hair. Um, And things break bad pretty quickly, uh, because... The, uh, the voice over the phone starts to say, like, I've got your boyfriend. Let's play a game. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. So she uh, she great. starts to feel a little more, yeah, uh, a little more stressed out, a little more spooked. 
And she sees uh, her boyfriend tied up and bloodied uh, out by the pool. Um, she just sees that through a sliding glass door. And the voice on the phone is kind of egging her on, um, forcing her to answer these these trivia questions about horror. Yeah, it's um, messed up, man. And what I hate so yeah. much about this scene is that when it starts out, Drew Barrymore is like on the nose. She like hangs up on mm-hmm. this guy like at least twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's, she's like, even I like don't a know little who you flirty are. with all of it. She's just like kinda Well, yeah. And then she's stakes. like, Okay, okay, like let's talk like, about scary along. movies. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, girl, this was clearly written in a time when uh, <laughs> yeah because i feel like if you tried to pull that kind of thing now i feel like so many women would just shut it down on impact so many women oh, yeah. just wouldn't even pick up the phone <laughs> so i wouldn't pick up the phone you if i see a number i don't know i'm i never dude to i voicemail. never pick it up i never pick it up <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I wanted to root for Drew Barrymore so bad because she was making all the right decisions mm-hmm. and then she just decided it wasn't a threat anymore and, mm. oh, bother. So, yeah. That was a mistake. You know, then cut to her boyfriend is not doing so great. Yeah, his insides are outsides and she is not having a good evening. Uh, so the voice over the phone, I guess, starts to say like, I'm, oh, I'm inside. I'm going to get you. Uh, and we, uh, we eventually see said killer with the, uh, the ghost face mask on and this, uh, pretty cheap looking robe. I, I, I think that's something oh, uh, yeah. I really liked about that costume is it looks like it was bought for like $4. And that's- yes. It's, I mean, anybody that's purchased a Halloween costume from mm-hmm. any spirit Halloween store is very familiar with that cheap nylon plasticky oh, fabric. Yeah. You're basically so wearing itchy. a tablecloth. It's it just lasts the worst. for like half the night if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's made of that fabric. Uh, and anyway, all that to say, um, man, she she gets she gets murked. She gets murked real bad. And it's like yeah. right when her parents are getting home. Oh, that's you're like, terrible. Come on. No. So yeah. all that, all that business happens. We now, the body count is now up to two. Uh, and within the first seven minutes. Yeah. Right? It's, it's very like a lot of movies will provide, uh, I've probably mentioned before the safety net within the first 20 ish minutes of the movie. This yeah. one just strips that away in the first like nope, three minutes. We're killing like, people. Just so you guys know. So the audience and all the character of this movie knows, y'all finna die, y'all finna die, finna die, and we're not gonna hold back. Uh, so I'd like the that on schools... a cross stitch, please. Yeah, y'all finna, y'all die. finna die. I'm gonna put that in my <laughs> guest bathroom so that when people look up, yeah. then they can start like looking at me weird of like, <laughs> excuse me, and that's when I'll do like the muffy shift, right? And start yeah. offering to yeah, make yeah, exactly. tea in a really high-pitched voice and unnerving. This is I'll my home. My I'm going shoes. to my room. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to do that. I think that's what I'm... <laughs> y'all finna die. All right, all right. So, so we, we yeah, cut. we're now at high school, and we're starting to uh, get to meet the rest of the... Well, the core cast. I, I will say these first two are no longer involved with the core cast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, but first we have a terrible scene. Uh, it turns out that there's a lot in this movie that I hate, and I oh yeah, but I love to hate. Oh yeah, it. me too. Yeah, and so this is one of them. Is that this is where you meet Sydney? Sydney's going to be our protagonist because she's a brunette. Again, yes, 
the brunette. <laughs> the brunette. The brunette in the show. Um, mm. And and her skeezy boyfriend, Billy, slides into her room. Like, oh, I forgot about up, that. Yeah, Man. straight up crawls into her bedroom through the window. And uh, he's like, hey, baby. It's nasty. Thing, any skeezy boyfriend is the worst. But this yeah, one is facts. particularly bad. I oh, mean, he's so problematic. Uh, <sighs> I get, I get that it's a, like a, I guess it's an 80s trope or something like that, because I, I keep seeing it happen in 80s tropes. Well, I guess it also happened in High School Musical 3, but <laughs> some boys think that it's okay to just sneak into your girlfriend's window. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that's not okay. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Maybe this is just like my modern anxiety, but the the idea of sneaking into anyone's anything is so weird to me. Like I I don't know how how different of a person percentage-wise I need to be, but it's at least 58%. At least at at very least. Um and and yeah, they have this like kind of establishing boundaries things uh and then they do a little make out and then he's like oh I, I, but let's let's push those boundaries and she's like exactly no, no. and it's it's a weird thing you can tell they've had this conversation before uh it's yeah, just kind bit. of the worst way to meet a character yeah and then there's a line that comes later that just makes it feel so problematic we'll we'll uh, we'll get there when we get we'll there it. yeah but it's just uh, <laughs> So that's our first little interaction with our protagonist, Sydney, and her boyfriend. Um, and then we go off to the high school, and then we learn that two high schoolers have been brutally murdered. Yeah. Uh, what a way to a find bit... out. Mm. It's just heading up to your school, and then your best yeah. friend comes up to you and is like, Hey, did you hear? Two people <laughs> have been brutally murdered. Yeah. And you're like, so, Oh, okay. That's pretty bonkers. Uh, that's a stressful thing that happens. And then we are kind of introduced to the rest of the uh, the gang. We've got, let's see, Randy, who uh, is our our movie Guide. expert. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he plays the trope role mm-hmm. of like the mentor guide sort of character. Yeah, slash kind right? of kind of nerd. He's he's a little oh, bit more sure. on the nerdy it side. It translates into nerd, but yeah, big time. And he works at like a blockbuster. I love it. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, at some point in the yeah. movie, later on in the movie, you go into yeah. this blockbuster, and I was like, oh my childhood. Yeah. So <laughs> Randy is the is the uh, horror movie know it all. We've got Stu played by Matthew Lillard, aka Shaggy. Shaggy! He's probably <laughs> my favorite person in the movie, just as oh, far totally. as like performers go. I love him so much. Um, let's see. There is Tatum. Uh, the Tatum, blonde. the blonde, the, the friend group blonde. She's a um, decent friend, though. Yeah. I, I will say, yeah. Tatum doesn't do a bad job at being a friend. Right. Yeah. Make some. Bad choices, but, like... But those are uh, her own problems. She yeah. doesn't, like... Yeah. I think she's fine. She's fine. Even yeah. if she is a blonde in a slasher. <laughs> yes. So, and then we've got uh, the boyfriend named Billy. We've kind of already met him. A uh, couple other more principal roles who we meet... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we meet him. True, um, true, true. So, yeah. We, what we yeah, need we to kinda... know is Sydney, Billy, Stu, Tatum, and, Tatum. and Randy. Yeah. And Randy, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we have our kind of primary core characters and, uh, they are just having high school hijinks and, uh, 
Um, and by hijinks, start... you mean being interviewed about how well they knew the victims? Yeah. Classic hijinks. Almost immediately making a lot of jokes about what happened. It seems like uh, oh, yeah. really, really too soon. It's not tasteful at all. No, 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 no. It is not. <laughs> no, so, it's not a good idea. That That's all uh, going down. And is it at this point when they decide that school's out early? No. No. No, that happens later. Um, mm. So, no, no, no. But, but... A, a very interesting thing happens in this conversation that I'm going to bring up later, so I need to mention it, is yes. their conversation, this friend group's conversation, starts with gender roles. Oh. <laughs> Specifically this conversation that it must have been a man to do the killing, and Tatum is like, right. it could have been a woman, and Matthew Lillard is like, uh, no way, a woman wouldn't be able to do it, they're not strong enough. Yeah, 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 he's, oh my gosh, it's, I just remember thinking, uh, like, there, <laughs> there are a lot of lines in this movie that are just super dated, um... That is that was one of them, but also you know in character I guess it 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 very much does make sense. But I just remember like cringing a little bit there. Yeah, which is funny for me because it's like as a feminist I want to be like anything you can do I can do better. <laughs> but with this specific but act, maybe. you're kind of like wait I don't want to say that I could kill no. someone. <laughs> yeah, that's not something I quite want to admit. Yeah, wait yeah. I don't think admit Agreed. is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh -oh. we, uh, yes, we're, we've established that this is a group of friends that is, uh, they, they razz each other quite a bit. They all have their own little issues going on. And man, they are just really uh, go with a flow over everything. They just do not, like, I, I, I feel like if a couple people from my high school had been murdered, I would be a lot more shaken than uh, even yeah. the more shaken members of this group. It, it just yeah. seems to to kind of slide right off their back. So that's fun. Which is, I mean, you know, we talked about this in the April Fool's episode as well of like, people aren't taking things seriously. Mm -hmm. And my question is, is that a people thing or is that a movie thing? Because yeah. I've seen a lot of people <laughs> not take things seriously. It's kind of why we're in the social jam that we are nowadays, I you think. Know, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that thing that's been going on for the last year and a half. You're right. Yeah, um, there's a certain level of apathy for, you know, the other. Apathy. That's a good word for it. I, I, I think they're... That is kind of a common thread among horror films, especially yeah. with the, the careless uh, teenage stereotype, whatever. But I think it's really, uh, yeah, really capitalized in a handful of these characters, just how it's all kind of like a a thing that happens super, super separated from them. So what yeah. what happens after we're at the high school for the first time? I'm, I'm actually drawing a blank. Yeah, so um, we... Uh, here... It's a really interesting thing that happens for a horror movie. It's not necessarily okay. an interesting storyline. <laughs> it's just an interesting thing to happen for a horror movie. So Sydney's dad is out of town for the week in some kind of conference. Mm. And so she's all alone in her house and Tatum offers to come over. They're going to watch a movie. Um, yeah. And she gets woken up. Sydney gets woken up um, by Tatum saying she's going to be a bit late. But then okay. the second phone call is... The scream. I don't know. I, I keep oh, calling him the scream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, he he comes in and he calls and he does... It almost feels like the Drew Barrymore opening scene was a rehearsal for what he wants to do with Sydney. And I am Mm. using he. I am going to use those pronouns. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we know. We know. We we know, but... uh, Yeah, so the... Scream comes in, calls. They have a spooky moment where he chases Sydney through the house. Yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about the fact that he was, like, physically there. Right, right. And that's huh. very interesting because, like, in most horror movies, even in slashers, you don't really see stuff like this. Like, a little the, bit slower of a burn there. You get an opener because you gotta, like, introduce the concept, you know what sure. I'm saying? Give it a so little it's hook. like, yeah. it's good to have a first kill, I think, is your opener. Mm. Although this opener, I think, is one of the best openers but it's weird especially if can if we're considering sydney as the final girl trope which she is very much set up to be mm-hmm. uh and so it, having the killer show up right then and there is interesting yeah, it's pretty jarring it's pretty jarring especially because like he doesn't get her and then that's it like there's yeah. no relentless chase there's no cat and mouse that i mean eventually there is but for this specific encounter it's just kind of over yeah um, it it starts and ends and you're kind of mm-hmm. like oh okay what yeah, genre does we, that belong in <laughs> we as uh viewers who have seen the, the whole movie know that it's psychological warfare but it yeah. is very it's very jarring for her and for us as the audience just to see like this huge veil threat that i don't know i just yeah this is so counter to the formula while at the same time fitting so snugly in this horror trope. So I don't know. It works as a movie. You don't question it. But if you consider how horror movies are supposed to go, it is questionable. Exactly. The monster is supposed to lurk just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, but, but it sets up this, this moment where Billy comes back in through the window yeah right yeah, 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 and yeah. it's it's this it's this uh hey baby bonkers yeah oh i hate it uh so like billy comes in and and holds sydney because sydney's is like ah there's the killers mm-hmm. in the house help me and he holds her and he's like everything's all right he's gone now and then drops a cell phone and then looks at uh. the camera with that kubrick glare so <laughs> We are now That's officially not, uh, predisposed to suspect Billy hardcore. Yes. Uh, so she He's she sus. freaks out and runs out and calls the cops and she's like, "Get him! Get yeah, him. yes!" I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I love this so much. This is another. This is another moment where I think the rules are broken. Is that I think a lot of female <laughs> protagonists will uh, do this thing where they'll stand up for the they's man. Oh yeah, trust forever. Oh trust. Yeah, and Sydney just straight up is like, uh, "Arrest that guy. I don't trust She's him like, at all." <laughs> yeah, uh, go to jail. Uh, uh, the so self-preservation they... is mm-hmm. strong with this it's one. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, and and we learn, I, I would like to believe that derives a little bit from the fact that her mom got murdered almost exactly a year ago. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's that's a, kind of her big inciting character incident. Yes. And murdered. Yeah, so we and find murdered. that out and it's it's not great. And that's kind of Ooh. why we understand a little bit more about like the friend conversation that happened earlier and why it was so weird. 
was because they all knew that Sydney's mom had been murdered. And yeah, so like, Billy so kind of stands up for her at one moment when Matthew Lillard like definitely steps over the line and he's like, hey, <laughs> knock it off. But then right. this moment happens and Sydney's got to protect herself and she's really shooken up. Shaken mm-hmm. up. I don't know. Shook. She shook. Shooketh. She shook. Yeah. She shook it. So- but... <laughs> the interesting thing is that because they have to go down to the police station, news has come out, and that's where we meet Gail. Gail! Otherwise known as Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Yes, so we have our Courtney Cox character, who is a pretty rude news anchor, right away yeah. calls, her, uh, calls her co-anchor, or her cameraman, like, a tub of lard or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Totally. Gosh, yeah. I just that. Oh, she's oh, ruthless. She's ruthless. Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. We immediately get the impression that she's hated. Yeah. And probably for a good cause. It's she's, later <laughs> revealed. She's a tabloid reporter. Yeah. She's very pushy. Um, yeah. She's not gonna have the a highest quality of ratings there. Um, no, no. But it turns out her special brand of uh, not great. Is that she wrote the book about Sydney's mom's murder? Oh yeah, and she really kind of dragged her through the mud with it. Yeah, too. yeah, it, it was not great. She drags Sydney specifically mm. through the mud because she takes the side of the killer and says that the killer's Ugh. innocent. Yeah, uh, which the killer is slated, I believe, for the death sentence. They did catch and convict it the killer is. because of Sydney's testimony. Mm-hmm. And then Gail, uh, you know, kind of slandered her there. Uh, and so yeah. Sydney ends up getting cornered by Gail as she's leaving the police station. And Tatum tries to get involved. See, this is another good friend moment for Tatum, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Tatum is like, she doesn't want to talk to you. And Sydney goes, no, no. Gail's only doing her job. And Gail is like, right. And then Sydney just takes a swing and knocks, <laughs> knocks her right in the face. It's fantastic. Mm. They love yeah, she, it. It's a good moment. She deserves it. She She's, deserved it. Gail is not great for the first like 75% of the movie. <laughs> for the first 85% of the movie. Yeah. yeah 90. is generous. 90. Right. <laughs> so, 90% uh, of the movie. Yeah. We have our that fun little run-in with Gail. And at this point, okay, is Dewey Tatum's brother? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, so, so we meet the, mm-hmm. the sheriff deputy of the town is Dewey, Deputy Dewey. Uh, Tatum's brother, uh, <laughs> who is friends with Sydney, he's he's a little bit older than them, but kind of still of that age. Um, he's twenty five. Twenty five, yeah. So he's uh, he's one of the younger folks on the force, but uh, he's he's around obviously um, because things have been stirring up in uh, in the town. And uh, I, I believe at this point, doesn't Sydney decide to go stay with Tatum and Dewey's yeah. there because he lives there? <laughs> <laughs> because he lives uh, there because of the brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super mm-hmm. great. Tatum, like, doesn't take him seriously at all. And Dewey's like, <laughs> yeah. we, mom said it. When I wear the badge, you call me deputy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got and this Tatum's little, like, like janitors are superior over you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a fantastic. He's got like a 50% mustache going on. Yeah, and, oh, it's yeah. bad. Dewey's, Dewey's fun. I, Liz, I, like I love Dewey. Dewey's yeah. one of the greatest characters ever. Just just for sake of endearment. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's so good. Endearing to a T. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, they have, uh, yeah, they have that night over at... Tatum's place. Um, Sydney still gets a call. She gets a she call does. from that. She from gets another call while Billy is in jail. So she's like, well, 
not this guy. Yeah, so uh, everyone's kind of like, all right, all right, maybe Billy's innocent. Yeah. Even if he yeah. does do the Kubrick stare. Mm-hmm. Kubrick stare Just left aside. with the camera. He couldn't have done that. No. Um, so that's fun. Uh, oh man, I am bumpy about the middle. I That's okay, I got you covered. <laughs> I got yeah. you covered, bro. Uh, so, Gail, or not Gail, well, uh, mm-hmm. Sydney. Sydney shows up to school, right? Yes. Like a good student. As a high schooler does. I hate this bit so much because a reporter who's not Gail, or just another reporter with a Karen haircut, um, mm-hmm. comes in and straight up, like, this is the line, word for word. I'm not making this up. She says, how does it feel to be almost brutally butchered? Oh the people That's have the- a right to know. <laughs> yeah, yes, I That's the line. I was like, what? Yeah. So she's like, what's it like to be almost just murdered almost destroyed yeah. and then she's like uh, and she you know this okay child is like to ask. leave me alone it was very scary and she's like the people have a right to know and it's like no you don't no Where you don't these reporters they're the worst people that they exist are, oh well california i believe this takes place in california <laughs> apparently. so apparently and that doesn't oh. as a as a member of the californians i will have to <laughs> say yeah uh we create a certain brand of people, I think. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that this is also a pretty small town as well. And, yeah, and this, is, this is, I think, a conversation for later, but people's uh, insistence that they have a right to know about murder mm. is oh very interesting. When they want to yeah. know more about news, it's... So we'll get into that later, but I think that right. moment is very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure why it exists other than to specifically intrigue me, Vale McComb. Wes that, Craven yeah. did this. I was three years old when this movie came out, and he did it he for thought, me. He thought, someday a three-year-old will talk about this This three-year-old will grow up. Listen to. <laughs> and I, I love all ten of our people, though. I do, too. They're, hey, we love you. So, Anyways. for all you guys. Yeah, we hope you don't get brutally murdered. Almost brutally yeah. murdered than then cornered yes. by a reporter. Yes, and we you know what? If you do, you. you have the right to keep it to yourself. You don't have yes. to talk about that. Yeah. So yeah. Media can share and it. and on and on that note, I am so grateful for anybody that like tells me about what it was like to be almost brutally murdered. Yes. I am so honored. Either way, you're doing. Anyways. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we have these uh, these the the core cast of high school students is kind of back in classes, and it looks like they're just trying to live their lives and. Ignore the fact that there's Kinda. a Pasaicho killer on the loose. It's not um, great. It's not. It's not difficult. Because there are these two students that go, like, running by Sydney in the yeah. Scream outfit. And in you the can costume. tell that it's not the actual killer because, one, the cinematography and the music isn't there. But, two, like, the Screamer is just, like, flailing down the hallway. And it's like, blah, 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 And nobody mm-hmm. really reacts to yeah, it. Yeah, these two guys just goofing. Just they be goofing. It's a bad joke, but they do be goofing. Bad joke. Uh, and very triggering. And very triggering. So Sydney walks away, and she bumps right into Billy again. Yes. And this is where they have that really problematic conversation that I believe you were alluding to earlier. So, uh, yes, the, we're in the high school again, and Sydney runs into Billy. Uh, you, yeah. Walk, walk, walk me through this part. Oh, um, I'd love to. Uh, here's the big problem about this scene is mm-hmm. 
so he gets off, right? They they find out, they realize um, he didn't make the call from his cell phone, and so right. he's not the killer. They release him. And Sydney kind of apologizes, but Billy takes this in a rather too far direction, considering what mm-hmm. he knows about Sydney and her past. And yeah. he gets he gets kind of booty bothered about how Sydney isn't being a good girlfriend. And when I say isn't being a good girlfriend, I mean she's not. She's not putting out. Putting out. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate every word that's coming out of my mouth. And so they have this oh. just ridiculous conversation where Billy is like, when we started dating, everything was going great. And then something happened. And now it's not anymore. And by something great, he was like getting it on. It was uh-huh. hot and heavy. It wasn't sex all the way, but it was something... And Sydney's like, oh, you mean my mom's death? <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, that and little that little thing. thing. And Billy's mm. all, I have a girlfriend who accuses me of being a psycho killer. Like, who's more ready to accuse me of being a psycho killer than she is of, like, letting me touch her. And it's like, oh, Ugh. well, we have to examine the context here, good sir. Yeah, but There's some things at play, I think. Uh, so that's not great. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so sorry that my selfish trauma has gotten in the way of the things that you want. And What Billy's sucks is she actually like, is kind of like that. Like, she is... Sort of genuinely apologetic at a couple points. Yeah. About not oh, yeah. putting out. It's yeah. Ugh. It's, it's yucky. gets gross later on. And and here's the yeah. thing. So I mean, like we'll get to that scene when we get to that scene. But like, at first, you know, she stands up for herself. I think in this scene, she stands up for herself and is like, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen, <laughs> I don't know what you think losing your mom is like, but it's terrible." And Billy makes this point where he's like, well, my mom left me too. And she's like, no, your mom packed up and left. My mom got stabbed. She got super And I found murdered. the body. Mm. So there's a little We are not the there. same. We are, rip, but I'm different. So mm-hmm. I love the next scene, though. I love the next scene. Do you know? Yeah. Do you remember what it is? Do you remember is what it this, is? Uh, oh, beans. Is this the classroom? The bathroom? Uh, not the bathroom yet. We're close. What happens next? What happens next? <laughs> so the principal, who's played by the Bob Law, Henry Law Winkler. From- <laughs> yes, Henry oh, Winkler. I love this man. Yeah, he gets the dudes who were running through the hall, right? <laughs> yeah. So- oh, he just tears into him. It's it so good. It makes me laugh. It makes me laugh so hard because he's swinging around this giant pair of scissors. <laughs> and every time he does, there's like a shrink sound. It's really aggressive. And he's <laughs> he's like laying into them. And he even gets close to them with the scissors. Oh, yeah. It's very threatening. And you're just kind of like, oh, should I be concerned here? This isn't right. great. This isn't great. And so he expels mm. them. And they're like, what? No, that's not fair. And he's like, you're right. It's not fair. And... Yeah, it's not fair. And also, people are that getting murdered all the time. That's not fair. And then yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Straight it's not fair. those kids. Yeah, so as is appropriate, I think. I, I mean, oh, I like yeah. to see that being that kind of action being taken. Heck yeah. So that's good. And then and then the next scene is the bathroom scene. Yes, so uh, Sydney gets a little overwhelmed in class, or maybe she just needs to actually use the bathroom. Who knows? Uh, but she goes to the bathroom and um, gets herself kind of situated, and here's a couple girls talking about her and her mom and just saying horrible awful not good things uh and she kind of gets into a stall and just kind of hears them out and they leave and it's this super sad somber little moment uh and then as she's about to leave we see a, a like a couple pairs of boots and jeans with some really ugly nylon black mesh over them just kind of like down the chimney style here are here are person Um, here are person yeah and then so she's like well that wasn't there before that's not where shoes go uh and then the door opens and it's ghost face yeah there's some chasing that happens yeah there's some there's a, a bit of a quick little chase that happens there and then she freaks out and uh, tells somebody of authority, I assume, and then they send everyone home early. They're like, yeah. yo, we may or may not have a murderer on campus. Please go home. And curfew's 9 o'clock. Yeah, curfew's 9 o'clock. Uh, people are dying. And so the, the group of buddies are like, movie night, baby! Uh, yeah, so. I find that interesting that their first <laughs> response is like, oh, there's a killer on the loose? Let's throw a massive house Let's party. Let's have a movie! So they do. I question um, that. They they go get uh, Halloween from the, the uh, movie rental place yeah. where uh, Randy works. And there's that fun little exchange between Randy and Stu. Gosh, oh, no. Is- no, no, no. Something else happens before. The what? school is vacated and the principal. Oh, I so, think that happened during the party. There's only there's only one thing sillier than the principal being like, "I love you. I want you all to be safe. Go home." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kids starting to plan a party and two, the principal. We cut to the principal and the mm-hmm. principal is wearing the mask for funsies and he does that yeah. like rawr face in, in like, the Gah. mirror. And I'm a scary then man. he gets dead uh, from he overdose does. of He does knife. get dead. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah, being yeah. overdosed with knife. Way too much knife in his system. Way too much as knife. As the toxi- toxicians Toxicology found. report yeah, will show right. <laughs> there was a lot of knife involved. Ooh, More knife than most doctors Than the human body can recommend. handle, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, oh, but, well, that's, that's fun. Then, Speaking of amount of knife that doctors would recommend, let's uh, let's tackle that there at the end. Because, oh, uh, we'll we'll definitely talk about that there. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah, okay, so what we just did, foreshadowing. Mm. Because we're oh, artists, yes, we know how to foreshadow. Mm, so indeed. then we cut to the now video we're at store, the movie store where Randy works. And I don't even remember what Randy gets all heated about, but it's something horror movie I related. Do. But he starts like, yeah, can can you can you build that <laughs> up a little? Yeah. So Randy, Randy now is. His purpose is clarified as the guide, as the one who knows the rules. Yeah. Because he starts saying, like, this is standard horror stuff. There's always some reason to kill your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He starts accusing Billy of being the murderer specifically because it makes sense according to 
horror. Yeah, the according horror According to movies. the genres. He specifically, he specifically says the dad's going to turn up in the last reel. Uh, and there's a very, he's like yelling this in the middle mm-hmm. of a video. Story. He's oh, like, yeah. there's like a very simple formula to it. And everybody's <laughs> a suspect. And so it's. It's fantastic, actually. I really it's like great. this scene. It's, it's I, really I think I should have done this in an acting class, if I'm being totally honest. But yeah, it's, he does. It's he causes a lot of scenes about horror rules, and it he feels does. very on brand. He's very not. He is so heated about quote unquote the way things are supposed to go that mm. once again I find myself relating very strongly because this is exactly <laughs> what happens when I am confronted with historical anachronisms. There you go. I lose go. it. I lose it. Yeah. And I'm like, this Randy is... would do well on this show. Oh, it's got to go. Randy would. Boy, if we could have anybody on this show, it would not be It'd Kevin be James, sir. Yeah. It would not be Kevin James. It would be yeah. Randy. Sorry to everyone who was expecting Kevin James to come on this week. He actually, he's filming Paul Blart 3 and Grown Ups 3 right now. So so he um, couldn't make it. So I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm his replacement for now for the time being. Foolish joke. Yeah. You've been scared <laughs> in it. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, so, so we... Uh, we uh, Billy Billy grabs him after that and is like, how do you know I'm the killer? And Randy yeah, like, agrees frick, with him. Man? My favorite part is that Randy's like, no, I'm the prime suspect killer for sure. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not, dude. You're the comedic relief and you should know that. <laughs> like, you should know. But he really wants a shot with Sydney and I think that's why yeah. he thinks he's the prime suspect is because he sees this as like if if he what if he did have a greater role in this movie as an actual part of a love triangle then uh yeah, then maybe he would be a, a better suspect but the movie mm-hmm. doesn't set him up to be that way and so even he, though he's he, like I'm a prime suspect no. Yeah, he feels pretty low threat the whole time. <laughs> he really does. And yeah. it, it's to the point where I go, mm, good sir. I think the only mm. the only ploy that you could go with is that you know movies so well that you want to see if you can do one. Right. Which, again, I understand. And Viable, I don't sure. want to psychoanalyze that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minor spoiler. It doesn't turn out to be the case, but yeah. uh, as as a, an audience member going in blind, um, yeah, very well yeah. could be the, the, the case. Uh, so, so they have they, a party. Uh, they do a party. They, they do, do the a party. party, and Gail um, freaking crashes it with Dewey. Yeah, Just, what's that about? Well, because she's the, she's she's a ruthless reporter, so she's got to she know. She's got to she get the scoop. smell something's going on. She's like, something's around these kids. Yeah. I well. really want to see someone get murdered. Uh, uh-huh, because so that'll she, be great. Right. She flirts flirts it up with Deputy Dewey, yeah. uh, and she's like, well, you want to take me to the party? And he's like, I will take you to the party. <laughs> and then they go to the party. Um and everyone immediately uh-huh. is like, who are these mid-30-year-olds? Why are they at our party? Yeah, for real. It's really kind of awkward. I mean, like, ask yourself here. Like, Dewey is, he he tells Gail he's 25, mm-hmm. and, and we can yeah. only imagine how old Courtney Cox is in this moment. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, as you as a teenager, these are high schoolers, so anywhere from yeah. 14 to 17 these or 18. These people are at least probably a decade-ish older. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they're so coming on in. it's kind of weird. Dewey plays the cool cop card by uh, being like, hey, you're underage. And then he's like, no, I'm just kidding. You can keep drinking. Right. Um, <laughs> that's... So that's a 
what we've come yeah, to expect little... from cops is that sort of yeah, behavior. Love it. Uh, but <laughs> Gail sets up a camera. Like she has a camera feed and then she, she goes does. back to her van to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right above <clears throat> their little television, she just plants a camera and she's like, well, this was fun. Bye. Um, <laughs> and then some teenage nonsense conspires. I think, is this around? Yeah. So yes, so, <sighs> The, the, I think, one of the most problematic are... lines for me was when Sydney is talking with Tatum about yes. her relationship with Billy, and she's like, she, she's talking about how she feels bad for not putting out, and she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm like a vegan with sex. He's so a- anorexic, with me, blah, blah, blah. which is worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh my gosh. Which yeah, for yeah. certain reasons, just like you do not need to be apologetic for this. Also, wow, wow, what a Whoa. problematic thing to That's say. That's a statement. <laughs> That's a statement. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's. And here's here's the thing about this is that I totally understand wanting to move forward. And sure. I also understand wanting to overcome sexual hangups, but it's just presented in such a problematic light it, where it, feels it doesn't very predatory. So when you think about Crimson Peak, right? And we had mm. that like miniature conversation about sex being a motif yeah, of moving yeah. forward. It was framed differently. It just, mm-hmm. it was set up to be a sign of healing and growth and progression. But because one, we don't trust Billy because of that Kubrick stare. And two, the horrendous comparison to a sexual hangup and, and not wanting to have sex to an eating disorder. Yeah. I'm finding a lot of issues with that if I'm, you know, I mean, yeah, that is in and of itself yucky, but also the fact that she just feels like very clearly pushed to do this. It's it's just not good. Yes, yeah. She she says how many guys would put up with that? And it's like, you should expect better for yourself. Yeah, seriously. The fact that she thinks it's expected of her to put out is not great. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty yucko. Uh so yeah, they they have that little exchange and um, but you know Tatum dies. She does. Oh, so that's spoiler alert! Yeah, right. Uh, so let's let's get into the the action. Tatum, uh, I think, is the first of this group to go. Yes, because um, she's the blonde with very perky boobs. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh man, yeah. She uh, she was not wearing a bra for a lot of that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, you know Tatum is going to die because, well, Randy lays out the rules, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I love, I love that. Tatum, uh, it's so, so on the nose, but I love it so much. Seriously. So, I mean, like, let's, let's, Tatum gets garaged to death, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the most creative methods of death I've it's seen fun. in horror, to be totally yeah. honest. Uh, yeah, she gets slammed through the garage uh, rolling yeah, well, she's so she's Straight. trying what to get out of the called? garage because uh, uh, sp- what's his name? Spooky face is there, and he's like, I'm gonna oh, get yeah. you. and she's like, oh, oh, oh. she's looking for a way out, and the cat door is kind of like the only method. Oh, of that's escape. right, it's a cat door. Yeah, so she's like trying her best to get through there, and uh, uh, Ghostface is just like, well, I'm gonna open the garage, and he does, and it oh, it hits her right on the crack. Ah! It's not great. And there's some electrical sparking as well. So we can yeah. only imagine that I, my personal theory is that something, mm. some vertebra got snapped and electrocuted. Yeah. Some so sort it's of mechanical. Not great. She is dead. So she, uh, Tatum She's is officially dead. dead. So, 
Uh, and then dead. we kind of go, yeah, we kind of hit back to the party. Um, I think this is around when Sydney and Billy are yeah. getting all hot and bothered. Yeah, and this like, is the, the mm. finale to the problematic conversation, I yeah. think. She's, so essentially what that. happens is she decides to relent. She's like, Billy, you're just such a nice guy and you've just never given me any reason not to trust you. And, <laughs> Um, all this stuff. That. So she's uh, what, what all the line? She's like, I just feel like screaming. I'm in a horror movie and blah blah blah. There's the writing is very oh, smart yeah. in calling it a horror movie and like so many references to that. Yeah. So you know eventually she's like, mm. the worst of this is I think I, I, Billy says one of the best lines ever and is like, you can pick your genre. Mm-hmm. He has no intention yeah. of actually letting her pick her genre, but I really like that sentiment, right. and so we're just going to go, hey, the author is dead, and we're going to take that line away from Billy so that we can have it as a treasure unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. You can yes. pick your genre, and I personally wish to live in a Lovecraftian cosmic horror. Naturally. Naturally. Or a gothic romantic. I You know, I'm going to take the a... gothic romantic. Yeah, uh, my personal choice would be a family-themed, uh, mall-based comedic romp, uh, probably about Kevin James. I think that's the genre I choose. Paul Blarty. Something Paul Blarty. All right. I think is so is that's the genre I'm I choose. Go live in Wuthering Heights and Frankenstein, okay. and on my off days, I will come visit you in the mall. Thank you. To watch At you speed mall. away on a Segway. Yes, approximately two miles yes. an hour. <laughs> I love that for you. I That's the genre I pick. I'm so glad um, we have chosen different genres for ourselves. <laughs> we have not. So she's... Um, <laughs> we don't have to do this together. So yeah, so uh, yeah. actually empowering moment aside. Right. She's got a little like flirty line that's kind of like, yeah, let's do this. She's like, I wish... Uh, well, well, I don't remember the first genre she says. Neither she's like. I. I want to be in like a cheesy Scandinavian horror, a comedy, or she's like, or at least a good porno. And looks at him and he's like, what? For and real? Like, and he, yeah, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. So then, yeah. shut away. I just, uh, to- I, I hate this. I hate this so much because I want oh. to be like sex positive, but I can't. Yeah. Because well, Billy yeah, is no, the worst. Billy, Billy sucks. Billy sucks. We don't have to be sex positive about Billy and his, right, his sucky peen. He sucks. Uh, yeah. So we are kind of hopping back and forth between this uh spicy moment and randy giving a brilliant monologue about why you shouldn't have sex in horror movies because it will target you and you will die (laughs) it's so good it's so good i i think i'm gonna learn this monologue so that i can pull it out at parties uh yes (laughs) you know all the parties that i get invited to um but he (laughs) he says right we are in the middle of a panopticon uh we cannot (laughs) have parties here so he starts off by saying only virgins get away from murderers keep in mind halloween <laughs> halloween is playing behind him. yes the whole time the it's whole great. time he's giving this monologue it's great and then they keep like smash cutting to uh mm-hmm. billy and sydney doing the devil's tango yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. phenomenal it's really it's a really great piece but he's like there are certain rules <laughs> that one mm-hmm. must abide by you can't have sex that's a big no-no sex equals yeah. death that's literally he's, his line that's literally yeah, his line i transcribed he's going it. off he's like 
It's uh, he says something about like as soon as you take your clothes off, and then it uh, it goes over to them like uh-huh. removing the shirt. And, like, he's like, uh, and then he like points to the TV, and he's like, and then we have the obligatory tit shot, and, <laughs> and yeah, over there we have we you we know. don't actually get you know the full yeah. There's whatever, no but... nudity in this movie, mm-hmm. which is more than yeah. April Fools can say. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but no, we are skin. just presented with uh, Billy's back and the implication that bras are out of the picture. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they have that little thing going on. And how? What's the button on this? I know we hop so, over to our news van soon. But. So we do, but there are two more rules. Do you remember what those two mm-hmm. more rules are? Uh, I know one of them was don't go off alone, but I think yeah, that was the last that one. That is the last the one. Last. So so what's our middle one? So the f- the middle one is never drink and do drugs because in, in <laughs> Randy's words, it's a sin and it's an extension yes. of number one. Number one. And they are all drinking, by the and way. They're, they're all drinking, presumably <laughs> yeah. doing drugs. We don't see the drugs, but it's because right, it was the right. 90s and we only mm-hmm. use drugs in 90s movies when we're trying to go for an Oscar. Yeah. Less so with or the Wes Craven rating. Movie. We're just going to yeah. assume. Uh, so, and then he closes with never say, I'll be right back because you won't come back. And then Matthew Lillard is like, <laughs> I'll be right back. And Randy's I'm like, go get I will see you in the kitchen with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> so, yeah, we have that little fun thing. Uh, I think at this point, the whole party is kind of divided up. We have... Uh, Tatum dead in the garage. Billy and uh, yep. Randy, or no, Billy and Sydney are up uh, doing the uh, sweaty tango, Ew. and then yeah, Gail uh, and Dewey. I think uh, are they going for a walk at this point? Yeah. So um, they find out that the principal is dead, and everyone books yeah. it. So the only people oh, yeah. left in the house are Randy, Matthew Lillard. Billy, Sydney, and then Gail and Dewey are out on a walk while the cameraman is still in the van. Yeah, Henry Winkler got super duper knifed. And apparently these kids really liked him being dead. So they're like, let's go see the body, baby. And they're like gunning it off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They are gunning it off to the high school. They're like, whoa, he's dead. They're like so incredibly not just insensitive, but very excited about yeah. uh, their dead principal. So we don't know why. I, I feel like <laughs> we that don't. principal. They just love that he's dead. Well, I mean, he did threaten two students with a giant, like comedically giant pair of scissors. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know so how often he that, did that. <laughs> so here's here's where we kind of start to enter into our final act and things yes. uh, start to just. Go hog wild. It's all, I mean, cards are, I don't know, what's the phrase? Cards are wild? Cards are, the cards are stacked. The cards are. Listen, everything goes bananas. Bananas. Just full streetcar name desire. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, um, let's see, Dewey and. Dewey and Gail find Sydney's dad's car they do they find his vehicle and they think like oh and they shoot, go, what? he's the killer he's around we gotta locate him yeah um stakes are and, stakes are really ramping up at this point yes 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 so uh i think dewey like rushes into the house gail it, what, what is gail doing in this point yeah so i 
Okay, so it's it, the problem with uh, trying to summarize the story now is that there's a lot mm-hmm. of like cutting back and forth, and there's and again, a lot of cutting. this is very artfully done with the layering of who's doing what at certain moments. So I think that's sure. great, but it does make our life, our job, a little uh, bit. Yeah, difficult. the audio format of our show is a little harder to translate it to. Yeah, <laughs> so we leave Gale and Dewey in their moment of trying to get away and trying to. Uh, mm-hmm you know, get answers. And we head back to uh, post-coital Sydney and Billy. Yes, the clothes are in the process of being put back on. Yeah, Sydney's kind of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if when you were in jail, you used your one phone call that you get to call me to try and set up an alibi. Mm -hmm. And Billy gets all Kubricky creepy and is like, what do I have to do to convince you I'm not a killer? Yeah. And as soon as he says that, the door busts open and we see <laughs> Ghostface with a big old knife and then a very uh, hmm, disorganized slashing happens and yeah. Billy, is, Billy is bloodied. Uh, so Sydney yeah. is freaking out. Sydney gets uh, splattered. Yeah, it, looks, yeah, it totally yeah. looks like Billy's dead. At this point, because yes. the sad music is playing, the tragic music mm-hmm. is playing. It's like the 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 kind of music that you play when the one person you didn't want to die yeah. dies. Yeah, that kind so of music. So we're like, we're kind of given this uh, as the audience. We're like, no, boyfriend is dead, and and she's being chased by the man, uh, and that kind of goes on for a little while. And I think this is around where people start to just get picked off. Yeah, um, kind of. She, she tries. Yeah, not, she, not a I lot think, of people die in this. Yeah, only two yeah. people die in this slasher. Uh, three well, people, four people, mm, six uh, people. <laughs> let's, let's get through the end before we before we tally up that body count. Uh, two people so, die for, in the final act. Is yeah. what I meant to say. So she is uh, running from the killer, and I think they have, like, a little bit of cat and mouse through the house, and eventually takes refuge in the news van that Gail had parked outside the home. Yeah, so she she makes it there, um, and they are kind of looking in on uh, the buddy still in the house, uh, Randy, who is still watching Halloween, and still talking to himself, and still just like, he's like, look behind you, look behind you. And they're in the van seeing on that video feed this conspire. And the whole time we got Ghostface with the knife just creeping up on him. And he's like, come on, just look behind you. And we as the audience are like, look behind you, Randy. And the best part is that Sydney and the cameraman are saying that. They're saying yeah. that. They're screaming. And so it's this oh, wonderful just moment. Just layers and layers Randy of Randy watching meta. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. and Sydney watching Randy and mm-hmm. us watching and we Sydney are watching, watching Randy watching Halloween. It's and we're all saying, look behind you. And we're all just so intense yeah. about looking behind so, ourselves. Right, now right, I right, feel right. that I must oh, look behind myself. Just I am safe. I just forget we're both safe. I'm yeah. safe. <laughs> so uh, there's a little bit of a lag in this camera feed. So uh, the cameraman is like, oh, we got to go help this kid. And as soon as he busts open the door, there's Ghostface. He and gets cameraman deaded. Gets he gets knifed. He does. Can I? We, in like a really awkward spot. I'm like, man, that was. My brain was just like, oh, that's that's got to be a not not that there's a great place to get stabbed or sliced, but mm, not a good place. Yeah, I kind of uh, like so. to talk just for five seconds about how come more amateur killers aren't shown to be as amateur because I feel like this is <sighs> this is phenomenal because you actually get to see how bad at killing 
a new yeah. killer can be. They're not going for like these precision, like you don't know the sweet yeah. spots of the body. You don't know. It's 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 this clumsy, bloody uh, hack yeah, job, not unnuanced hack job. Exactly. Yeah, it puts the hack and hack job, my dude. Um, <laughs> So we have uh, we have that little slice, and then there's this whole uh, gosh, just I, I just feel like there's a whole lot of cat and mouse up until the big reveal. I'm kind of just there really is. Uh, so I mean, Gail manages to get in the van. She goes careening and narrowly avoids Sydney, who has run out of the house. Yeah, uh, she crashes Sydney the manages van. to. Uh, get back into the house mm-hmm. and uh, so by the time Sydney actually gets back into the house, Randy and Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. both come up the walkway accusing each other of being the killer yeah, while yeah, Sydney's yeah, yeah. holding that a point, gun. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's got a pointer to both these guys. We haven't really seen Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we as the audience still don't know what's going on. So yeah, she points it at really both of them. And she's like, "F you guys!" Close the door, locks it. Uh, she's left. Which I honestly agree with that decision. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, oh gosh, yeah. Quite frankly, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and then Billy falls down the stairs. Like literally, yeah, she closes, yeah, like, locks the door, oh, and the oh, camera oh turns, and it's this. Honestly, it's slightly comedic, and they they went yeah, a for. Bit being pathetic and sympathetic but really it just turned into (laughs) (laughs) dummy fell down the stairs there you go dummy uh so he's all bloody and she's like how are you still alive how blah 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 uh and then oh gosh what happens from here billy grabs the gun and he Billy defiles, yes. he defiles my favorite psycho line of we all go a little mad sometimes. And yeah, oops. This is out the psycho line. I know. It sucks that you should have shot Billy um, when you had the chance because he, he gets up and he does this terrible, terrible thing where he licks the fake blood off his yeah. fingers and says it's corn exactly. syrup. Corn syrup, just like they use uh, for the pig's blood and carry. Exactly. We, so, he, so from he, here he on horror out, movies, we get it. <laughs> we, we get it. You're a self-referential horror movie because from this point on, like they keep referencing Psycho oh gosh, yeah. and Silence of the Lambs and Carrie and just just the whole horror Friday genre 13, in general. They all, just all, yeah, go all the through bigs. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it also turns out that Matthew Lillard is also in on it too. They did this together. They corner Sydney in yeah. the kitchen. They say the line, That's we a watched a twist. few movies and took a few notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The fun yeah. twist there is is there's two of them. I, like the whole time it's like, That's ooh, true. here's Ghostface. And then you're like, well, we got a couple. Uh, so they are both pretty both. nuts. So Billy, it turns out, did, uh, did kill her mom. Yeah. Um, almost a, a year ago to the date, and it's because I guess she was sleeping around with her, uh, his father. Yeah. Is that it? So it's it starts to be implied at the beginning of the movie that um, Sydney's mom was how shall I say a village bicycle. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. And and Sydney accepts this. 
yeah. she she accepts this, so I don't feel terrible about saying that. But mm-hmm. but still, um, she was messing around with Billy's dad, and that's the reason why Billy's mom left. Left, yeah. And Billy just screw loose, got even looser. Yeah. Uh, and he snapped so, and killed Sydney's mom. Mm-hmm. He reveals he did all that oh. nonsense. And then Stu is just like, I don't know, I like <laughs> scary movies and I'm crazy. That's his yeah, whole thing. They, they, have, they have a moment where uh, where Billy's like, so so Sydney's like, why? Why are you doing this? And mm-hmm. Billy's like, it's a lot scarier when there's no motive. Do they ever find yeah. out why Hannibal eats people? Do they you know, mm-hmm. ever do this? But then there is a motive. So it's this... This movie does this kind of thing where it's like, we're going to give you everything that you wanted. We're going to give you the no motive and the motive. And the motive. Because both are a little satisfying. Mm -hmm. We we like a good Pasaicho, but at the same time, we need the story to wrap up. We need a way to be conclusive about this. Yeah. Um, something I really like about all these characters is I feel like so perfectly they encapsulate the way that horror can just influence us as people. Yes. Uh, so you see like the worst case scenario with Stu, who is just, uh, Matthew Lillard, who is just, he like watched way too many scary movies yeah, and now really he's know. insane. Um, <laughs> with that, but on the, on the other side of that coin, we've got Sydney who is smarter because she watched the way that they behave. She, she took these mental notes on how to survive. Right. Um, and I feel like, I, you know, I could go through all the characters with this, but I feel like those two sit on the other ends of the spectrum just in, uh, how the films that are referenced shaped these characters. Uh, right. that, that was fun for me as, as a viewer. Oh, totally. Um, totally. And, and Billy has this line where he's like, horror movies don't make killers. They only make them more mm-hmm. creative. Yeah. And it yeah. reminds me, it reminds me of something that, um, is talked about, um, every time an artist write something that a killer decides is their manifesto. So like J.D. Salinger, for instance, he wrote Catcher Mm -hmm. in the Rye and Catcher in the Rye has been in the apartments or on the bodies of several killers. And Uh, yeah, yeah. The killer of John Lennon cited that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we have this moment where we have to stop blaming artists because the idea is that killers were going to kill anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. They just happen to pick this specific thing, and it's a yeah, terrible tragedy a and a shame. Sure. But exactly, they were going to kill anyways, and so that's that's kind mm-hmm. of where we're at with Billy. Is that he had decided a long time ago to be a killer, and Matthew Lillard is just insane. he's unhinged. He yeah. really is unhinged. So we talked about the uh, recommended prescription dosage of knife uh, yeah. as a doctor will prescribe. Um, the base dosage is zero, but, but these two decided to make things a little more realistic. What they're going to do is finish the job, kill everyone else left alive. Yeah. Um, they've kidnapped Sydney's father. They've oh, yeah, that's up. where he is. Is they kidnapped yeah, him. That's and where they he is. hit him in, like, the pantry. Yeah, so he's all tied up, sense. and they're like, uh, so we're going to kill him, we're going to kill you, and we are going to stab ourselves a little bit, say we were left for dead by the killer. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Before doing any of the uh, the outward killing, they're like, let's just go ahead and stab ourselves a bit. So uh, they, they take turns just, yeah, uh, you know, stabbing themselves a bit. Uh, it's, pretty, you re- again, remember that knife bit in April Fool's? Yes. 
It's kind of like that. (laughs) Where they'll just, like, stab me, but, like, make it good. Don't kill me. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Billy gets so pissed off about being stabbed, even though he agreed to it, that he stabs Matthew Lillard a couple of extra times. He's got this great life. He's like, dude, I... I think I'm actually dying. <laughs> right? He's like, I'm like, yeah, feeling a little woozy. Yeah, stabbed like four times. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, it's ridiculous. Fun. But um, I probably had then, that yeah, conversation whole... with one of my friends. No, I'm sure. 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 I'm sure. So there's totally. this whole uh, uh, back and forth kind of fight sequence. It looks like killers are about to win. And Courtney Cox, a.k.a. Gail, Woo! arrives. She's back, and she's got that gun that they left on the counter. Uh, she's like, hey, boys, I'm back. Did anybody watch the latest episode of Friends? And they're like, no. And she shoots them both immediately. Um, uh, that close. doesn't happen. Close. No, yeah. But <laughs> <Close>. no. <laughs> so. Um, the problem is, is that even though she comes in guns a-blazing, the blazing doesn't actually happen because she's got the safety on the gun. The safety's on. So she kind of gets Billy's knocked out. has got a good eye. Yeah. yeah. So she, he knocks her out, and he's about to just shoot her in the head. And then Matthew's like, we got a problem, man. Zoink, Sydney's gone. <laughs> and, um. The Sydney's run off, and then the phone rings, and we're like, oh, that's a juicy moment. That's a juicy moment. When they answer the phone, and there's that kind of distortion, He's, she's like, want to play a game? Yes! Uh, she pulls the Billy same. just goes full psycho. He is not, he's not reserved anymore. He's like, where are you? You beep, 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 beep. He's like tearing up the, the living room, just destroying furniture. Oh, it's and Matthew's a wild like, moment. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to look at. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Matthew, Matthew Lillard Lillard's is like, huh? Bleeding out a little. <laughs> still. What do I do here? So, yeah. Uh, eventually, uh, he, during his rage, um, the ghost face bursts through the closet and Billy eh! gets stabbed with an umbrella. Uh, right, right in the torso. Right in the just like, chest area. Right up, yeah. right up here. Right up here. Right yeah, where yeah, I yeah. think your heart is supposed to. Right, definitely right where your sternum's supposed to be. Yes. So that you know that he has should him now. prove Tatum's original oh point God. at the beginning of the movie: her feminism that a woman can kill. Thank goodness we have feminism in this movie. Yeehaw! Can you tell so- the sarcasm in my voice? <laughs> We Great did it. God. Feminism we reigns. Did it. Women, we um, <laughs> So that happens, and he is, uh, I mean, like, he's just, he's just not dead. Like, we know, like, yes, yeah. he's been stabbed. He's on the ground. He's not dead. Do you know who is dead, though? Whom? Stu. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard yeah. gets dead because Sid. So they fight. At, so Billy mm-hmm. gets knocked out. He may not be dead, but he's incapacitated. Yeah, Stu he's, and Sid. He, he took a hit. They fight, and Sid wins by getting Matthew Lillard on the floor and mm. then pushing the TV over. Yeah, on he let her. all that TV go to his head. Huh? Oh, huh? I get the, kind of the pun now. I the get poetic it. justice it's of his funny death. Yeah. Because uh, I get it now. I just thought it was gets... awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it is an awesome death. It is very. It's pretty good. Flashy. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, flashy. I, th- I, I think that was very symbolic of, oh, look at this. This is what happened. Um, it was pretty good. That was fun. And they were like, oh, finally, the bad guys are incapacitated. And then. <sighs> no, the you got to kill Billy like five times. So, like, yeah. Sydney gets the gun again and Randy comes in. Well, oh, that's what happens is that mm. Billy gets up and Randy shoots him. Yes. 
right? Is it Randy wait, or is it Gail wait, no, again? No, 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 no. He gets up and scares her and is like, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, she's like, I thought you were oh, dead. And he's like, right. I think I should be. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> he's already should been be. shot. <laughs> that's right. Um, Randy has been shot. So yes, Randy's not dead then, either. And then... Billy gets up and, like, kicks Randy in the face and gets, like, knife to her throat. He looks like he's really going to get the better of Sydney. Yeah. And, <sighs> and that's the, when Gail... That's when Gail... Gail shoots, shoots Billy. Billy, like, in the other part of his torso. And he looks like, oh, the light's leaving his eyes. He's finally down for the count. And then... <laughs> and so all three of them are gathered around Billy's body and Randy yeah, goes, like, this is him. it. This Randy's is like, the big no, moment. This isn't it. The killer's gonna come back and make one last scary boogie boo. Uh, and so Sydney has got this gun trained on his face or whatever. Yeah. At the, at, at, oh my gosh. And then <laughs> she's like, oh, just, I'm back. And then, yeah, a, just, no, you're not. Right in the head. Sydney right between the eyes. Sydney shoots him right in the forehead. It's awesome. Oh, man. Like a boss. Billy dies like nine times. Yeah. I, which is exactly what he deserves in my mind. Like, there are some the people where you're just like, man, I, I we could kill you over Even and before over again. we some knew characters. he was the killer, he was like skeezy, stinky man. He was just the worst. We didn't like him, so we yeah. we like that. And and here's the thing: is that Randy survives because he's a virgin, even though Sydney's not. <laughs> he's like, yes, that's right. He's but like, Randy is. I don't know why. We all know why you're not dead. We know why, Randy. We know Let's why. Be honest, you know why you're not dead. You know why you're not dead. We all know why you're not dead. It's because you're a virgin. Yeah. And and so this Yo. is another one of those moments where Scream both breaks the rules and, and gives us the both that we wanted. It breaks the rules in the mm-hmm. sense that Sydney literally lost her virginity. Well, she didn't lose it. She knows exactly where she, she put it. <laughs> where she put uh, it. <laughs> so she, she had sex moments ago. But still survives, and Randy, who is a virgin, also survives. So we get yes. what we wanted. We we get the final Gale goal. We get also a survives. Gail is a virgin. Also. Confirmed. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey also survives. So I guess yes. the implications Ooh. here are a little interesting. Team virgin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love that. Team, we can get away from murderers. Yeah. Right. Good for you. Oh guys. man. So we uh. We get to the next day. Gail is still... She's got blood coming everywhere. And she's oh, like, yeah. I'm doing the scoop. I'm doing the story. She's uh, so on top of it. Listen, at some point, you got to respect Gail for her willingness to yeah. go above and I beyond. I mean, she certainly, <laughs> certainly is ambitious. Uh, so, yeah, she's still covered with her own blood. She's like, I'm Gail, here with an amazing story of this crime scene where there are nine dead children and my dead friend who used to run the camera. Yeah. Come with me. Yeah, and, and she well, she ends it by saying, "Yeah, really, that is exactly how it." And she's like, "What happened here was like just like out of a scary movie." And it's like, yeah. "Well, because we just like, watched it." We haven't. It. She, she doesn't say anything like uh, nothing of the in the realm of we are here today at the events of this tragic happening. It's so uh, sad. Viewer's discretion, blah, blah. No, no, no. What she says, we are here to witness the events of an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> what a gal. What a gal. What a gal. She's like, uh-huh. y'all I mean, like in the end, kids, she was right. got a lot of them. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. the movie. 
That is Scream, 1996. Yeah. Uh, roll credits. Highly recommend it's, we go watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I think the fun of the film very much comes from how meta it is. Um, but oh, yeah, absolutely. It is, very, it is very on the nose in all the right ways. Uh, it is very dated in... Oh, well, super I don't dated. Know, I don't know how much of it is dated writing and just us not supposed to like... Oh, you know, that's a good question. Because especially when you get into, like, problematic sex talk, it's like, is this a product of your time? Or is this, like, are we supposed to attribute this to Billy being an absolute sleazeball and Mm -hmm. getting Sydney to feel this way? I don't have an answer. I just have yawns. Are you familiar with the Bechdel test? Yeah, oh, pfft, but of course. So, do you... I don't remember, but do you know if this movie passes the Bechdel test? The Bechdel test essentially Uh-oh. just says... Um, is yes! this oh. a piece of media where uh. two women are talking to each other without a man and talking about things that don't involve a man? Okay, men. so I was going to say... Uh, Yes, it happens, but no, it doesn't. Because I was. But no, they're talking about Billy, right? Well, so they have a conversation when Tatum calls to say that she's going to be late because she's picking up a movie, and I was going to say, "Aha, there we go." But she. But they're not on screen. Tom Cruise and. Oh yeah, and she brings up freaking Tom Cruise. Scientology ruins it again. Uh, Oh yeah, this is all Scientology's (sighs) fault for sure. Yeah, I don't think this movie passes the Bechdel test. But so it sure makes for so I I think you know we we spend a lot of time talking about you know Riley from Alien and yeah, what a yeah, yeah. pinnacle of feminism and horror she is. But I think we should talk just a little bit more about Sydney. Uh, mm. We can again, it's problematic the way that she's been gaslit by Billy. But if oh, we gosh, just yeah. sort of look over that, you know, <laughs> she's a survivor. Uh, she's, she's a survivor. She's a survivor. She's a sexually empowered survivor. Like, yes. well, I, I don't know. See that that's that's the problem. Is like, are we meant to believe that Billy gaslit and manipulated her into having sex, or do we see her coming to terms with her mother's death and being able to get over that and enjoy mm-hmm. copulation? Yes. And she just made I a think, mistake in choosing the partner. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd say a bit of both. Um, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched Scream 2 and 3 in like 10 years. Oh, that's a good so. question. Maybe we should watch the other Screams and yeah. decide from there. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit yeah. that. Maybe revisit uh, Sydney as a, a protagonist. But no, I, I do think she stands above the typical teen slasher just in how smart she yeah. is and how she kind of she really does fight back there at the end. Not only just she does. physically, but like toys back with them. She, yes! she does the phone call too. Yes. She, and I she's really not afraid. Like, at least she doesn't come across as afraid. Again, like I mentioned, the self-preservation with this one is strong. She's there to survive. And I love that. I love to see that yeah. in a woman. I love to see a woman who's determined to survive to the end. So, right. So gotta love her for that you- at least. Yeah. What kind of big uh I mean we we have the we have the hot blonde, we have the kind of nerd, we have the I don't know what 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 other tropes do you feel like this film really tackles? Uh at, just well, we just a few drinking. highlights. We got drinking. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we got we got blonde versus brunette. We've got uh 
drinking and sex and we've got leaving the party tatum does it that's how she dies going off alone Uh sydney does not go off alone so again she just stays with she just stays with the wrong people i don't know if that's better (laughs) or not again and and this is the funny thing is like do you adhere to the rules to survive Mm. or do you try to bend them in order to survive yeah i think that's that's the real you know what that's the thesis question of scream i think yeah yeah if you're stuck in a That's horror, good. do you bend your way out of it? Do you, do you, as, are you as a character strong enough to defy the rules of horror? Yeah. I, I like that. Ah, uh, I'm going to write that down. I, I mean, like that. that's I why like we that. have characters uh, that survive. That's like true. Like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. She made it all the way to 2018 or whenever the last one came out. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was 2018. But, but, but she was the virgin babysitter. Yeah. She adhered to yeah. the rules. So, well, now we got to watch did. that franchise. And ah, uh, All right. You know what? I'm going to write that. I'm writing this down right now. <laughs> Are you a strong enough character to sur- to bend? To yeah. bend the rules. Defy. I, that's what I said. Defy yeah, the yeah. rules of horror. This is I our think. version of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Are, <laughs> uh, because I feel like a lot Are of people in horror make fifth grade decisions. Than Sidney Prescott. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sure. Totally. There we go. Um, there we go. Honestly, I think I think those are the major tropes. I think what Randy covered is stuff that we see happening. It's sex, yeah. drinking, and drugs. So three sins, and going it alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting I that those so are the too. things that are are most capitalized on. We have a blonde who is kind of presented to be. Uh, she's promiscuous at least she's not she's yeah, not I mean, a hoe in the way no. that we consider most uh of them to act like she's just sort of yes i was over at my boyfriend's last night right right she just feels like the blonde friend yeah um, yeah so we have that yeah. We, yeah those are those are the tropes that happen <laughs> i think in this which is interesting I think so too we're gonna I think it's interesting. We're going to be talking a lot about um, tropes throughout yeah. the rest of this month. Are there any in particular that you really feel drawn to or you you tend to enjoy? For me, I mean, I've always loved just the nerdy character. Uh, usually doesn't make it, it to the end. Is it because you're the kinda... nerdy character? I am the nerdy character. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't always make it to the end. In fact, rarely will he, but uh, he usually has a good plan or two before going out. So yeah, I, usually. I like, I like them a lot. Here's the thing. People will care about your death. Yeah. Yeah. People will care they, when you die. And they'll be they like, normally, no. They normally don't do too much dumb stuff before dying. Just dumb stuff like to other people they care about. So Right. I, I, yeah. I, I like I like the nerdy character as a as an yeah, archetype. We do like the nerdy character. This is yes. you. Uh I don't know. I think I'm very interested in the final girl concept. And I think that it's very much mm. stems from the fact that I am a woman. And so whenever I go into horror, I the gender dynamics will always jump out at me. And there was a lot yeah. of gender studies things happening in Scream. And it starts with the phone call. This is mm. at its roots harassment. This yeah. is something that women face a lot. It's harassment and stalking that ends absolutely terrifying. 
and so and so this this is stuff that I feel like it, I hate to say this, but this is like kind of commonplace for me. Is like I'm not supposed to pick up the phone, especially when I'm home alone. I remember yeah. there would be times when I would be because it was the 90s. I would be left home alone, but not without a very stern talking to that I do not open the door, I do not answer the phone, and it was to protect hmm. me. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a yeah. very. Uh, I mean, I'm not a woman, but I can imagine there's a vulnerability to it that 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 first scene with a phone call really does kind of capitalize on. It, um, yeah, and and I noticed that this time around. I don't think I noticed it the first time, but it, but I did the second yeah. time, and I was like, hey, wait a second, this it, it's got very. Um, are you familiar with the short story "Where Have You Been? Where Are You Going?" by Joyce Carol Oates? No, I'm not. It's messed up. Go read it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's messed up. It, it's it. This opener has a little bit of those vibes to me. It reminded me of that short story where a woman is threatened and there's not a lot of options for her to take to get to safety. And so that's a okay. part of another reason why I think Sydney Prescott is so great is because she does... Uh-oh. I got a low battery, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, what matters is Sydney Prescott and the power of feminism and being able to fight back... Yeah. But what I think is is interesting, though, is right at the very end, do you remember the insult that Sydney throws at Billy? She calls him a mama's boy. She calls him a pansy ass mama's boy. Yeah. 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 So, I, again, we have this conversation about whether or not a woman could kill a man, and then a woman in the very end does. A woman kills two. Yeah. Two women <laughs> kill two men uh mm -hmm. and so it's like we see that women are capable <laughs> of doing things of defending themselves um yeah but then there's this concept of a man being insulted for being attached to his mom which has pasicho vibes right pasicho and the jason Voorhees, and yeah uh, so there's, there's a lot of a lot of ties there to, to the Oedipal kind of complex. It really, though, it gets really wonky in, in that sense. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I am not qualified or researched enough to speak about this. I am only <laughs> here to present it and to say yes. there's a lot of very interesting gender dynamics happening in Scream. I'm going to go look and see if there are any papers about it. And if there aren't, you can see me next year when I present. Word. All right, yes. Vale. Well, uh, this is a. Is this PG thirteen or is this R? No, this is R. R. It's R. This is yeah, this is they, R. But they uh, say I, the F word. Ah, uh, yeah. Many they times. they, they say the heck I think, word. Uh, in this day and age, you're allowed to say two F words uh, for a PG thirteen film. Yep. I think they go overboard. Um, Just a little. So bit. this is this film is rated R. I would say visually, it's a lot more palatable than say april fools but contextually it feels a little bit more gritty a little heavier you know i'd agree with that i'd agree with that this mm. feels this feels like a 17 year old movie i think i think yeah. 17 is about yeah. as low as i'd go just just because i want to be on the safe side and sure yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, and that's and that's the problem with this is that it kind of like with April Fools, it's almost low stakes. The stakes don't really hit you until the very end. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just super desensitized to gore, but <laughs> yeah, it's no, there, just corn there is. Yeah, there is kind of a 
a corn syrupy appeal yeah. to it all, um, yeah. whether it's in film real or not. Um, but no, I, 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 all in all, very, very fun film. I'd say 17 is, is right around where yeah. I'd say a comfy zone. To go ahead and give it a watch if you're comfy with it. Yeah, yeah, if you're comfy with it. Go ahead and read Kids yeah. in Mind. Ew. I um, love Kids in Mind. Like... I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we before we call it a wrap, I would just like to invite our audience to uh, consider some of your favorite tropes, whether that be in horror movies or film yeah. in general, or um, honestly any media. If you if you have a certain archetype or character type or uh, any storytelling beat that you really enjoy, let us know. Um, yeah. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna assume you know how to talk to us. Um, just talk to us. I, Boy, I'd love I sure to get some of your so. thoughts before the next episode. Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking more, like we've mentioned, about tropes uh, throughout the rest of the month. And yeah, I, go ahead and, and tweet at us it. if you have questions as well. Like, mm-hmm. if you want us to cover more tropes in detail, I'd love to go more into the final girl. I have all those mm-hmm. articles on lock. I'm so happy to do research for anybody that wants to know things. So just give us a shout out on Twitter so that we can answer your questions. I love to teach. Absolutely. What I want to do. Hit us up at Good Rad Spooky. You know the outro. You know. Uh, Alrighty, folks. I think that's just about going to do us today on The Good, The Rad, and The Spooky. Um, Any closing thoughts for our dear, sweet listeners, Vale? I got to go scrim. S- you got it. Sometimes when I say screm, I mean S C R E M E. I must screm. Sometimes you must screm. Yes. To get out the the interfrustrations, um, I would just like to remind all of our listeners to make sure that your garage uh, motion detector is working, so that there oh, are that's no a good idea. Hinky malfunctions. Yeah, that's just just some free advice from your old buddy Connor. Yeah, and, and I'd just go so far as to say, uh, if you're trying to sneak out through a garage door, just go ahead and slam yourself into it, because I feel like that's going to yes. do you a lot yeah. better than trying to get through a cat door. Like, I don't know how many infinitely people can fit more through that. Effective, yeah. Yeah, I think just uh. smash through it. That's your best bet. <laughs> All right, gang, we'll see you next week. In the meantime, just stay spooky. Yeah, do that thing. The Good, The Rad, and The Spooky was created and written by us, Connor Wood and Vale McComb. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates, new episodes, recommendations, and inordinate amounts of pictures of our podcast mascot, Spooky the Cat, at Good Rad Spooky. Please support us by liking, subscribing, and even reviewing. Intro song and ads were written and performed by Connor. Special thanks to Ned Wilcock for the logo artwork.